Recorded during the Plague Year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute. Each week we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Rory Elward, a military film and technical advisor for uh, the film and television industry. And doing a great job of it, too. (laughs) And having trouble speaking now. (laughs) It's okay. And a a machine gun-toting G-Man on the Rocketeer. And and Uh, yes, in in the glory days. If you you, you want to spot Rory, he's the only guy not flinching while uh, (laughs) pulling the trigger. (laughs) And and clearing a jam. Yeah. (laughs) Very authentic. Very authentic. Ah, uh, but uh, but that's another show. Uh, but we're in the middle of uh, we're here, here. We are 18 minutes into the Andromeda Strain, and uh, we get to see. Uh, well, first we get to see uh, uh, Doctor Hall try to diss Doctor Stone, but he's totally denied, which is a, a great double comeback. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, he tries to he tries to hit Stone in the head with a metal chair and. Uh, Stone, gra- Stone grabs the chair and beats the hell out of Hall with it. it just, uh, I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with that, other than he thought, "Oh yeah, I agree. It's total science fiction." And you're right. I, I, I stand corrected. Um, I mean, it, 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 it begs, it begs the question of why is Hall even on this project? Yeah, yeah. W- okay. All right. Got it. Okay. Uh, odd man out theory. Blah blah blah. But why you couldn't find a guy who wasn't kind of a self-involved idiot <laughs> <laughs> it's how, how brilliant a surgeon do you need on a microbiology uh investigation <laughs> exactly uh, it, it's, um, yeah. you, know, you, you could probably get a carpenter it's just you're cutting things open <laughs> that are dead yeah. I mean, yeah. this is not gonna work um it's yeah it's just very very peculiar i'm sure dutton i mean dutton keeps talking we're gonna find out dutton later on he's sending things off to autopsy i'm sure he's doing like animal studies and he knows how to work a scalpel yeah it's I uh, mean, you know and, yeah. and and seems to actually care about the mission as opposed to hall who considers it a not worth his time and b a, a huge inconvenience yeah yeah and uh he's been up since midnight at least or i don't know if he got a got some shut eye on the uh however he got to maybe the state police drove him to vandenberg i don't i don't know it's, I mean, it's if, hard to if, tell where everybody is. If if you're if you're thinking, I mean, here's you know they try and portray it as the Manhattan Project, okay? So, right. You know, top secret, vital to national security, and certainly the most prestigious thing physicists were involved in in the early 1940s. So everybody, you know, everybody who was anybody was involved and wanted to be. Whereas you know we have Hall, who's like. Uh, I, I couldn't be bothered. Really? <laughs> really? That's that's your calling card as a professional? You... Yeah. And I, I can't imagine that uh, Stone is sending these things not under some kind of cover or, you know, like like he had to go to a, a secured room that's cut off from uh, RF and all that. And, and he has to, like, open open the thing up and sign for it. And well, in the in the opening minutes where we see, you know, the, 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 you know, top secret and then, you know, clearances and things like that. This is so far above top secret. Yeah. I mean, top secret is the entry level for a program like this. And that's if you're a file clerk. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is like, you know, the, the launch code level of. Yeah. Things. You know. Um, so, so the idea that a guy like Stone is sort of dialing it in and didn't bother to read, like, so how, like you say, how did the documents come in? 
I mean, if yeah. you were really involved in this program, I mean, nowadays you would have a secure computer, you know, and, and just it would be so many levels of compartmentalization. Yeah, yeah. You'd, ha you'd have to go on site, I would think, somewhere. They wouldn't just pass this around. It's just, it, it... you know. Um, so, yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> and, and in fact, you wouldn't be pulling random people in from all over. These people would be dedicated to the project and... You know, the, the nurse mentions at one point that, you know, she's been they've been doing exercises for three months. Yeah. And he he apparently never knew about that. You know, <laughs> this is your your first go at this place is when when you show up and get your um your suppository. It's just yeah. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> so, you know, but then we wouldn't have a movie. So there you have it. That's that's how all these things blow up. Um, yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, I, you know, I watched it again last night and I've seen it a couple of times, but not in years. And I always liked the film. I mean, I always liked this kind of portrayal of uh, the scientists and, and the drama and the threat. I mean, I, I, I especially liked it when I was a kid. I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's scary and cool and stuff. Um, and, and, you know, parts of it now you look back and go, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah. 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 You don't have, you, 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 you can't, you can't do what we're doing. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this while you're watching the movie. Just enjoy the thing. And it's, I, I mean, I, I, I'm there, sure there's you, a reason you, I don't stop movies every minute to think about them. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, has, has, has military life ruined you for military movies? I mean, does it, has it wrecked you? Uh, how does. I can I can appreciate when they're done well, um, and and certainly, it's funny because on when you're working on a film, the, you know the, the the expectation is is that you help them get the uniforms right and the patches. Yeah. Um, the the harder part is as we talked about in the earlier episodes is getting them to cast people that actually fit the roles. Yeah. Um, because. I mean, some of it's easy to fix. Some of it is, yeah, that guy shouldn't be a sergeant. He should be a master sergeant because he's, he's older. That's an easy fix. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And sometimes, you know, a, a lot of the people, particularly, they, they bring in an actor on the day and you have no time to work with them whatsoever. Um, the good ones can pick it up pretty fast in terms of you try and it's, so many actors in television and film look like actors who are wearing a uniform. Yeah. As opposed to a guy that lives in that outfit day in, day out. You know, it's it's a second skin. Of of movies that you have not worked on, because the movies you work on are very carefully, carefully <laughs> uh, technically correct. Uh, wh what movies have you seen where you go, that's pretty much what it's like? Um, I, I mean, I, I thought Band of Brothers is very well done um, in terms of, of the 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 feeling you get from the, the guys all look like that, you know, yeah. they're well cast, you know, they're, they're young, they're, I mean, it's interesting because in world war two, people looked older because of the depression. Yeah. You know, you look at the photos and you find out a guy's 22 years old. He looks 30, he looks 40 because being that poor will wear you right out. Yeah. I, I've got a, I've got a picture here on my, uh, on my desk of my dad that was taken in, um, in uh, great Dunmo, England in 1943. And he's 19 years old. And he looks like my dad when he was, you know, fifty. Um, and it's, it, it, yeah. Um, and it, and it's it's it's. I think it's a, a function of um, the, the film or the or the sh the television show has has to want to get it right, um, and they also have to. Um, so they have to hire somebody, and they have to give them the time to work. 
Yeah. And and my experience is that typically they 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 want the uniform. They'll 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 spend hours fussing over the uniform and spend five minutes thinking about casting. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the, the director, you know, especially in television, the director doesn't care. The director is trying to tell a story and they've got eight days to shoot, you know, an hour, you know, of, of, of television. And they just like, they just don't, it's one more thing they have to deal with. So yeah. it, it, it really requires, I mean, I've been hired on shows and it basically patted me on the head. You know, I, I was there because somebody said hire a military advisor. So I was there, but nobody cares. Nobody even slightly cared. Uh, um, and, and part of it is, is your ability to get them to, to, to include you. And then, and then they like the results better, so they start including you more. But that's very hard to do to just like show up on set one day and, you know, hi. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, well, yeah. The impression I get is that you're like, yeah. The, the way that they're looking at you is like Nick Nolte in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, sure. Tell me another war story, and here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and and a lot of it is is you know what's their experience with previous military advisors, many of whom just sort of strut around and talk loud because they think that's you know that they're it's yeah like they're on stage all the time, it's like you know. <laughs> Um, wow. Well, we we uh, we give up on uh, on the helicopter ride for a moment, and uh, we get to this uh, breaking news uh, crawl that looked uh, you know very official back in the day. It looked like a you know, ticker tape coming in. This is this is what's going to happen. And by the way, I saw this movie on April fourteenth, nineteen seventy one, uh, oh. back at the at the Park Theater in Roselle Park, New Jersey. And I was wow. I remember this was the second time I had seen it, and I remembered the date so I could go back and see it on that day. It was Easter break, and uh, just seeing it, it was like, yeah, this is just like it's happening right now. So that this is what it, this is what impressed eleven year old me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's happening. It's today's headlines. Uh, Ripped from so, today's headlines. Yeah, and uh, and here we are with uh, we get five senators who all look like central casting came you know you look senatorial get over there um and uh they've all got they've all got the appropriate uh different different dialects from different parts of the country you've got the senator from vermont talking in a very nasal new england twang and uh and the 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 senator from supposedly new mexico who has this georgia accent that looks like he came out of waycross you know he's like he walked out of the okie swamps and started chatting <laughs> Um, complete, scent, you know, foghorn, leghorn guy. Say, I'll um, say, I'll say, I'll say, boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't stick his thumbs under his lapels while he was talking. <laughs> well, I recognize the senator from Vermont. Um, and, uh, just a little note I found out about one of the actors, the, the, the fellow from Vermont, uh, Eric Christmas. His son uh, was an early diagnosed case in Canada, one of the first cases diagnosed in Canada of hemophilia. And because of that, uh, hemophilia was known for many years in uh, in Canada as the Christmas disease. And I, I had I had heard Christmas disease referred to referring to hemophilia, but I didn't know it was somebody's last name. That that's this guy Eric Christmas, his son. Um, so that's that's my piece of trivia for. I was going to say that's minute. that's that stands on like the pinnacle of trivia. That's yeah. <laughs> and he gets to be a, a senator from Vermont. Um, I do like those large uh, '70s era Shure microphones, which just you know you could see a 
David Bowie hanging onto one of those things, singing into it, or, or, or Sinatra for that matter. It's it's interesting because I mean every movie tells um, tells you something about the time it was made, and and you can you can tell something about um, about Michael Crichton and Robert Wise's interpretation of politicians because they all seem like jerks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not just like. Like the guys who agree with me are all right. The guys who don't agree with me are jerks. They all seem like jerks. Yeah, yeah. They're just, uh, you know, boondoggling it and ch- chatting about how how awful everything is. And they're they're invest. You know, this this one poor guy who's all by himself who has to defend wildfire. Right. Uh, with just a couple of uh, Manila folders of of things, and um, <laughs> yes. he he has to sort it all out for them. And he's he has no assistant. This guy's a two star general, and he's got he walks in alone. Well, and, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, that tells you, um, I mean, that could happen if the security clearance were such that no one else, like these yeah. five committee members and this general are the only people who are cleared to have this conversation. Um, but mostly it looks like they just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would have an assistant and he would have like a, a colonel who was from the, the chemical corps there to be his expert guy. And, yeah. provide, you know, he would be the guy that held all the, you know, all the data at his fingertips. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the facility, ma- the facilities manager of wildfire should have probably about the same security level as this guy. So he could have exactly. at least exactly. somebody. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the general is managing the program for the military. But then you'd have his like his right hand guy would be the scientist like um, on, on the Manhattan probe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or they Leslie have... Groves is is the general, and yeah. then you know, uh, what's uh, Robert uh, Oppenheimer? Is... Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Or, or you know, or Zillard or any of those guys would have been somebody at that level that would have been able to talk. You know, you would have had the facilities guy. You would have had the guy that was the the project manager. I mean, maybe somebody from, I don't know, Dow Chemical or Grumman or you know, whoever whoever built the things. I mean, you know, can, I mean, if, if when, you know, when NASA goes to hearings, you know, there's a briefcase full of people that they open up and, yeah. you know, they, they sit in the first 10 rows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, so ultra top secret or maybe uh, this is the fi- finishing up things and they've already had the massive review and this guy is just here for, OK, we're going to post this on Tuesday. What do you <laughs> is there anything else left to say? In this? By the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's it's, and there's no clear delineate. Like this guy's an army guy. Everybody else is in the air force. Yeah, <laughs> he, well, this is General Sparks who was in charge of it. He's the one that yeah Manchek reached out to. So um, yeah, I don't know. Now uh, I was just wondering about all the fruit salad he's got on his uh, on his lapels under his lapels. Um, is any of that recognizable or I, I couldn't see it. I, I tried, I tried, uh, looking, looking at it and seeing what he's actually wearing, but I couldn't, um, I wasn't yeah. looking at it in high enough resolution to see what it was. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's an airborne. That's about all I could make. With, um... what's, what's interesting is the general in the, in the, uh, and is it the same guy is the same is, is the general that actually goes out to the, to the phantom crash site. Is that the same guy? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's an air force. That's an Air Force general, I think. No, that's an Army general. It is an Army general. Uh, it could, it could be. I, I have not, I have not examined that one yet. We're not, we're not there yet. I may have you back. I may have you back for that one. If that's okay. 
because the, just just a quick note about that other scene is they say it's a phantom but like they show a phantom flying over but there's only one one pilot you yeah know, there's yeah no guy in back. Tan, tandem seat yeah so. yeah and and then um when they show the wreckage it looks like the tail of like an f-100 super saber yeah yeah not you, it's just it's all completely random as to yeah well whatever they could you know buy that was in the backyard at pima and they said oh we'll put this out there and that that'll it's a tail Tail's have a you tail. got a tail yeah um, and I was trying to figure, I, I couldn't catch how many service years he had on his sleeve, uh, but it looked like he was, he's been in since he was 10. Um, <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, you know, I mean, yeah, that... he, it, it's roughly, I mean, it, it looks roughly enough like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I, he doesn't have the right haircut, but I mean, he's basically selling, um, he doesn't, I don't know. I, I would have. I would have worked with the actor more to try and get more of a, uh, I'm a general performance out of him. Yeah. Um, and, and it didn't seem like wise had anything in particular in mind for him to do. Like, yeah. like the director didn't give the actor any particular point of view that he would have in this, you know, he wasn't impatient. He wasn't, you know, placating. He was just kind of there. Yeah. Just explaining things and, and laying, laying stuff out. Only thing I, I, I did notice he is left-handed because he's got his work watch on his right wrist oh okay as a, as a lefty i notice these things um but yeah he, he just uh i i would assume you know I, I i was trying to figure out if he has a lot of senate hearings and if he's just like a pentagon uh regular or i don't know if he's out in the field much i don't you know i, I just i don't get a uh, i don't get any kind of a vibe from him he's got he's he's got to be in, in, engaged somehow because the, the 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 you know the major that calls him calls him you know it's like this is a very uh specific you know it the call doesn't like randomly go out it's like okay this this is you know um so he must be specifically involved in this in this program i don't know why the major is is a, is a pilot yeah you know i um, mean he's got the command wings you know the flight wings on yeah you know? and he's he's um, too old to be a major but i mean he looks the part he needs a haircut but i mean it's again it's like why you why you know what's what is a pilot doing in charge of this thing you know so yeah it's just uh, so many questions <laughs> <laughs> so many uh um yeah it's uh it's very peculiar and i just i was wondering i i keep looking at the different uh uh the, the different senators there like are the the guy from uh mckenzie the one that does the the southern the southerner from new mexico uh I mean, I know he's there because this happened in his home state. That's what I'm figuring. Um, I don't know if, although this could be a standing committee and it just happened, you know, luck of the draw that New Mexico was involved in a thing that happened in New Mexico. But I would think that he would be really ticked off that somebody killed all of his voters. Well, um, you, there's a couple of things going on there. I mean, it makes sense that he's on this committee because if this project is at the level of the Manhattan Project, then... That's, you know, it makes sense that that the senator from that state is involved and maybe maybe it's in that state because, you know, maybe he lobbied for it. Hey, you well, know, we've... well, yeah, but but wildfires in New Mexico right. and, 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 in, wildfires in, Nevada. in Nevada. Oh, in Nevada. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But right. Piedmont is the town that got wiped out right. in New Mexico. And it so just, I'm he just... just happens to be there or maybe he's invited because it's his state. Yeah, they're, they're not clear on that. And yeah, why like, is he like, angry? I... I would have switched. I would have switched Phillips and McKenzie. Being McKenzie would have, you know, wanted to rip the guy's head off, right? 
for saying you spent all this money, you killed everybody in my town. I, that was my, you know, I, I, I had steady voters from there from since sure. the, the, the statehood. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, but again, this is something that they're, they're just using it for exposition and we're not supposed to think about it too hard. It's just very, <laughs> very, very annoying. Um, I, yeah, and uh, it's, yeah, and all these guys are, pretty much character actors if you if you look them up they're all in like uh big valley or yeah. um yeah yeah <laughs> and and probably and probably thinking of how you know going back on big valley while they're shooting this going is this are we yeah. done yet <laughs> it's, it's like i'm sorry i'm gonna i've got lunch with lee majors in in two <laughs> hours so we gotta wrap this up um <laughs> i'm a little busy i got a scene where i've got yeah i've got to burn down uh I, barbara sandwich's barn exactly i gotta go in the back lot soon yeah <laughs> it takes longer by horse uh it's uh yeah and it just keeps some, somewhere this was all shot on uh on universal studios property and they were you know they 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 walked down uh past the monster's house and all that. that that that's always hits me on any universal thing all i can think of is where where they're at they're you know they got to get out there on uh on lancashire and go home when i when i when i first started working in in hollywood um, I would I would get hired as an extra to go out and, and, and work on the Universal lot. And this is like 1988, 89, 90, before it became a theme park. Yeah. And there were so many neat things that if you just, like at lunchtime, I would just walk around the lot and nobody cared. Like yeah. you'd see the trams, but the trams were only like on certain tracks. And you would, there were the, um, there were the ship models from like uh, Tora, Tora, Tora. Like sitting on sawhorses, like wow. ten of them just just laying out there. There was a, um, there, I I I saw this um, I saw this blue tarp, a big blue tarp, and it was covering in a very distinct shape what was obviously the fuselage of a B seventeen flying fortress. Wow! And I climbed under the tarp, and it was like a wooden mock up of the inside of a B seventeen from like the thousand plane raid in nineteen sixty nine or something. And it was just wow. I just climbed around in there for an hour. It's <laughs> because I could. Away, yeah, uh, yeah. My my uh, my cousin used to work uh, at Universal, and uh, uh, she worked for Lou Wasserman. And I, you know, I could go go in and visit, and then just wander wander through stuff. And it's just it's amazing because you see things, and like every every part of that place, you'll suddenly go, oh wait a minute, that's the. Uh, that's from Galactica 1980, where they were shooting Pinamunda, and that was, you know, or, yeah. It, it, um, it's it's mind-boggling when you're there because there's so much of your own childhood history wrapped up in a couple of blocks, and it's not it's not that big. If you keep thinking it's like huge, but it's only like a couple of blocks. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just mind-blowing being there. Um, I, uh, uh, of course, it's not it's not that way now, and it gets. I mean, I was just out there last year, and it's just so confined um how much like like where the psycho house used to be like on it at the end of the edge of the lot and now it's it's up against the parking garage and you just, uh, just you know it, it, it's just the way it is it's real estate but uh very frustrating seeing <laughs> seeing where it goes in wow um well this has been a great week thanks so much for being on on the show it's uh it this movie is it, it, like you said, it, it just generates so many questions. The more you peer at it, you're like, well, wait, what's, what's all this about? <laughs> but, 
It is. It is. It's never. It you, you you shouldn't deserve closure on any film. You should be able to go back and go. Wait a minute. Let's let's look at this a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, if we could have you back in a couple in a couple of weeks when the uh, when the plane crashes. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I always like to be around for a good plane crash. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get you penciled in for that. Um, uh, but for folks who want to talk about their own personal uh, experiences with Universal Studios or any studio that you've been on, I just yeah, I just remembered uh, one thing that uh, was at I was at Universal Studios back around around nineteen. I want to say 94, 95. And uh, there was a, there was a bunch of things under tarps and it turned out it was the Flintstones cars that they'd used in the live action Flintstones. And they were all made out of like a styrofoam pretty much. So they could move them around. Um, but yes, Flintstones. Uh, and it's just another, another, but well, we can talk more about that. But uh, folks, if you have uh, studio stories of your own, love to hear them. Uh, reach out on social media at uh, Project Wildfire on Facebook or on Twitter at Andromeda in a Minute. Uh, find us at the big site, uh, andramanaminute.com, and you can pick up any of the previous episodes or go to your favorite podcatcher like you know Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Play or uh, Spotify, any of those they have them. Sign up uh, and subscribe. You can get us Monday, Wednesday, Friday and hear more about this movie. Uh, so anyway, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, uh, please stay six feet apart and uh, wash your hands. Uh, everybody's happier that way. So uh, we will see you here next week on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.